Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates, top to bottom, east to west, north, south, you name it. We're everywhere. Check us out on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously we'll be on Sirius XM starting January 7th with the Sports Grid Radio Network. I know I'm stoked for that. Hopefully you'll be uh, psyched for it as well. And we'll be on all over the Southern Hemisphere when we get on the planet with no oxygen. I know Mavi is excited about that. You know, Mavi is excited about uh, Jim Florentine tonight, a funny guy. We've had him on uh, the show many times over the years. We've also had him on uh, Coast to Coast. I think he broached that endeavor once uh, during the uh, Pharrell Demick. Uh, and in the middle of the summer, I think we had him on. And he's a, a hilarious dude doing stand-up in the COVID pandemic, uh, doing live appearances, doing his thing, doing radio shows, doing podcasts for Barstool. He's all over the place. He's coming up in a few minutes. So I don't know. I was uh, I laid the eight and whatever it, it it turned into eight and a half, nine, whatever it was. By the time they kicked off, I got it. Uh, I think at eight, maybe eight and a hook. All I know is I was very leery to lay that number uh, with, frankly, Dallas and Dalton. I think they're a lot better with Dalton than anybody else. He's got great receivers. They could easily backdoor a bet and score late in garbage time. So I think that number is just so dangerous at whatever, nine. I don't know, Mavi, what did it close at? Did, do you know? Was it nine? Is that what it closed at? All right, so we don't, we don't even know the spread of the game. <laughs> it's, I, I got it at eight and a half when it opened. I, I know that much. Or uh, I think yesterday or whatever it was. I waited for that line. Uh, Till you know, I could at the last minute, basically, originally during a, a week, we didn't know we, we didn't know what it was going to be because uh, they rescheduled the game. What'd you say? It was nine. Yeah, it did close at nine today before the game. All right. I think I got it at eight a hook, though. So what's the difference? I need them to win by nine. And I think it's, you know, right now with the spread is 24, 19. So it's scary. That's a scary number. And I'm losing weight just thinking about it. So we'll come back and uh, we'll talk to Jim Florentine about his dolphins and everything else and see what kind of trouble we can get into. It's Pharrell on the bench on Sports Grid Radio. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you. Because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. 
we can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For all on the bench with you. So, uh, you know, I was saying before, Jim Florentine's a trip. He's a, a really funny dude, and uh, he's all over the place. He does a metal show on Boneyard on Sirius that's kick-ass. I listen to it every chance I get. I always knew he was a rock star. Uh, from the minute I met him, uh, I thought he was hilarious. And uh, he also does uh, a Barstool Sports a podcast. Uh, I think it's like everyone sucks or something like that. I, it's just awesome uh, where he just makes fun of people. I think that's terrific. I love doing that as well. And uh, he's been on coast to coast. I said uh, during the uh, Pharrell Demick this summer, I think we had him on once uh, to talk about everything going on in his life. And he's back on the bench tonight on Sports Grid Radio. What's up, Jim? How you doing, buddy? It's good to be back. <laughs> hey, so... Uh, What's the name of the podcast? Did, did I get it right or did I screw that up? I like that name better. Everybody, everybody, everybody sucks. It's uh, everybody is awful. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a great uh, show. Uh, and I, you know, I think your metal show and I, I have to watch what I say because I'm not on satellite yet. <laughs> and and uh, I'll get sued if I say the real name of your uh, radio show, because I'm sure that offends people, doesn't it? Oh yeah, probably. I'm sure. I, I I don't care. I don't I don't get any flack. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I do a show on a, on on a rock show. Basically, it's more music, and I talk in between the songs, like a DJ shift. Basically, playing hard rock and metal. Right, but you you uh, like I listen to it a lot, and uh, I I've heard it a lot, and it's well, it's weird because unless I'm crazy, like. Uh, it's on like, because uh, like I'll go to the gym and work out or whatever. Or I'll go play ball. And then it's on at like 10 in the morning or something like that, isn't it? From like 10 to noon or something like that? Yeah, they, they replay it like, I, it premieres every Thursday from 5 to 7. It's a two-hour show. And then they replay it like four or five times over the weekend and the early next week. So it play, replays five times. Yeah, so I heard it uh, yesterday. And I always hear the beginning of the show or whatever. And you're like, uh, no ballads, uh, and just it's just such great metal that you play. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge metalhead, and I always have been. So, I mean, you just play some of the greatest songs uh, and the greatest. I mean, you just go so deep into like Judas Priest and all these old bands uh, that are kick ass. And uh, I love that about you. You've never lost your uh, love affair with metal as we continue to get older and older. And, and you're a dad now and everything else. But underneath it all, you're still a metalhead. I'm still I still haven't grown up. That's what it is. I'm still doing the same exact stuff I did when I was a teenager. I've never changed. 
That's Remember, true, you know, remember yeah. we saw we saw Metallica. We went to that festival down in Atlantic City. We saw Metallica do the blackout from beginning to end. Remember we saw that together? Right. I think that was the Orion Festival. Yes. Yeah. Right? And didn't we go You were playing to... air guitar and people were like walking away from you. Like they were that you were playing air guitar and people were starting walking back like a beer and they were like, that guy's crazy. And they would walk around you at a Metallica show. That's pretty good, though, that I because I wish I was actually playing real guitar. But uh, I remember that, like, I think they canceled that like tour. Eventually they stopped doing it. Right. But they uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I wasn't making any money. They right. did an Atlantic City one year, and then they did it in Detroit the second year, and it just wasn't working out for them, so they stopped doing it. It was a once-a-year thing. Yeah, I went to that one, too. I went to the one in Detroit, too, and that one that one was actually better because I think if, if uh, my memory serves me right, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Deftones at that show. Yes, yeah, and they did, they did the Metallica Kill Em All album from beginning to end there. Yeah. It was great. I, I had a good time. Uh, and then it was it was cooler. I like the fact that they had it in Atlantic City and in Detroit because they both had casinos. So, like, uh, I think if you remember, didn't we ha go after the uh, show? We went back to the uh, casino. I forget where we stayed. Like, uh, was it Harris or something? And then we uh, and then we I think we drank our faces off after the concert. Is that about right? We yeah, we did till like three, four in the morning. It was great. I think, I think those are like the last vestiges of my uh, drinking days. Uh, it probably, I might have the last drinks I had. Well, well, were definitely in Vegas, but I definitely, uh, you were one of the last few that I had a you know last call with. Yeah, I definitely had a few with you, a few of those great moments and stuff. And then one day you're like, look, I got to get my act together. I got, I got, I got children. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> So when my son uh, said one day that uh, he said, uh, well, my wife said, what are you going to do today? And then my son was walking behind her and he goes, he's going to drink all day and watch football like he always does. And then I knew that it was over. I knew that it was over when my own son was like five and he's like, he drinks all day and does nothing but watch football and bet. I knew that that was when it was over for me. When your own kids calling you out for being a loser, that's when you know you got to turn the corner, turn the page a little bit. But, you know, uh, I was just saying, you remember the house? You'd been to the house, right? Like you had been to my old crib and yeah. partied over there. Uh, but I moved, right? So uh, I don't know if you remember because you were you were definitely there. And you went, remember downstairs? I had the cool Howard Stern studio in the in like the basement. Yep, I remember that. Okay, so I moved and like I moved like five years ago. I moved from there and I moved into a, a like a bigger house or whatever because I got a bigger family now. And uh, so I I'm building a new uh, studio in this house, like the one I had in the other house, because, you know, we've been locked in these uh, right, like, you know, in our homes with this disease floating around. You can't do anything. Right. So I've been doing the shows, TV and radio every day from home for like 10 months. So finally, I've been I've destroyed my daughter's bedroom. Just it's Vietnam is what I call it. Like there's cords, lights, cameras, tripods, power cords, Ethernet cords, uh, headphones, microphone stands, weights, everything. It's crazy what I got going on. So I've taken like a siege of her of her bedroom. And she like when she sees me now, she like gives me the finger because she's like, you took my bedroom, you scum. And then I'm like, sorry. And then they're all giving me the business. So I'm building a new one 
down in my basement so I can have a permanent, uh, you know, studio to do all the shows in. And it's pretty cool. I know you had been there. Now, what do you think of the news? I know you know that I'm going back on uh, Sirius because uh, I haven't been on the air in New York since I left there. Do you realize that? Like when I went back to CBS from Sirius and did CBS Sports Radio for eight years and then I came here. Uh, like a year ago to do sports grid. I've never been on the air in New York at uh, the radio show. And that just sucks. Right. Like, so, you know, that has to be frustrating. So what did you think when you heard I was going back and sports grid radio is getting channel two four, and we're going to be on there 24 seven. You probably didn't give a rat's ass, but for me, it's like, it was better than sex, like getting the news that we got our own channel and that I was going back on satellite. No, look, I loved it. I mean, look, I used to listen to you back in the, I discovered you on the fan at midnight before you went over to Sirius and those serious days when you do those night shows and me as a comedian being in New York city. And I had shows at like 1230 or one in the morning or whatever it was, I'd go by your show and we go hang out for a couple hours and listen to music and talk sports and gambling. It was amazing. Those serious days when you were on there. So I'm super excited that you're back. Yeah. And I haven't heard your show in years. I think the only right. time I did your CBS show, I was in Dallas. You right. were in Dallas, and I was in Dallas at the time doing shows, and I went in the studio there. But other than that, I remember that. Show in years. I remember that that you came by and did that show in Dallas. That's crazy. So um, yeah, we're we're going back there, and I'm excited about it because uh, you know it's weird. I got to tell you, one of the weirdest things ever for me. Uh, has been to be on in, uh, you know, to work, you know, to live here and to, you know, pay the taxes and the tolls and, and the cost of living. You know what it's like in New York. It's crazy in Jersey, whatever. They're both the same. They're insane. And to be on the air here and go to work here. And I did the show at the fan for all these years and to never be heard in New York for 10 years. That was like getting kicked in my satchel. I mean, it was just the worst. <laughs> we'll come back with uh, Jim Florentine and talk about his dolphins getting ready for the Chiefs on Sunday in South FLA with all of that gorgeous hunk, hunk, hunk. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. For all events with you, check out. Ooh, we're talking to Jim Florentine, the great comedian and radio host at Sirius. So uh, let me ask you, I know you're doing a show with, uh, you know, Don Jameson at Dingbats on December 19th. Uh, and it's like I saw like the ad for it. It's like like only a few people like select 
the, the first come first serve like crowd for this thing because of uh, the uh, Pharrell Demick and all the social distancing and everything like that. So they're only letting a, a certain number of people in. Is that about right? And then what's it like? Uh, I think it's great that uh, you're still doing stand-up gigs when were you able to start going back and plying your trade as a comedian uh in front of some kind of an audience and try to make some scratch the first time i was back after like march 13th was my last show it was like late june i did a one of those drive-in shows where people sitting in their cars and right? they beat their horn if they like a joke it was awful. <laughs> Where the worst is, that? is if you do a joke and you only get one beep, it really shows you that the joke bombed and someone just felt bad. <laughs> what did, is that where uh, Jameson was doing shows in Pennsylvania or something? No, I did this one. He probably did some too, but I did this, this one I did a, on my own down Atlantic City. I was standing on the, in the, in a, in the uh, back of bed of a pickup truck and people <laughs> were sitting in cars. Well, isn't that what Biden was doing? He was doing his, uh, at the end of the uh, campaign, wasn't he doing like his uh, rallies were like driving? <laughs> it was like a bunch of people in their yeah, cars. I, I, I think I was, I was drawing more than Biden, though. I think I had a few <laughs> more people at it. My, my he rallies. really, he had some really bad crowds of like 50 to 60 people. <laughs> Meanwhile, Trump was drawing 30, 40,000 people with no masks on with super spreader events. Uh, I, I mean, know. Oh, God. Do you think that guy will ever uh, – do you think the, they're going to have to pull him out of the White House with, like, the military? You're going to have to drag him out because he just refuses to admit that he got his ass beat. No, he'll leave. He, he's going to go. I mean, you know, he's not – you know, he's, he, he's fighting it to the end. I, you figured he probably would. You know, the, you know. look, Hillary, Hillary still thinks she won that last election. She still thinks right. there was Russian interference. So, And we're, that's four years ago. So the guy's been, you know, the guy's been crying for the last 30 days. Hillary's been crying for four years now. Right. So uh, when you do this show, uh, it'll be good to get back with Jameson and do uh, stand up. Right. And then with only so many people going to the show, will you guys like fist fight for the money? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that's the thing. You got to take a huge cut in the money. But we know that, you know, they can only sell 40 tickets. I think 40 tickets is what they can uh they could sell. So, you know, you just deal with it. Like, okay, we got to take a pay cut and work for, you know, a quarter or a half of what the our rate usually is, but there's nothing else we could do. I'd rather do that than sit home. I sat home long enough. What about, have you been getting any legs since the uh, Pharrell Demick started or have chicks been afraid of, uh, you know, uh, being near you or anything like that? Have you been able to score? No, the chicks definitely have been afraid. It's, you know, in New Jersey, too, you know, they've been pe people petrified here. It's not right. like Florida. Florida, don't care. I got a comic friend of mine down there. And it's like, the guy's on a tear. He's like, they don't care at all. Like, well, here they do. I'm like, you know, I'm trying. I'm like, listen, I, you know, I'm not going to give you, I might give you warts, but you're not going to get coronavirus from me. <laughs> you know, you can always, so, yeah, you can always get them removed. It's not that big of a deal. Right. be on a ventilator for my wards. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let me uh, let me ask you about your Dolphins. They uh, they've been playing, you know, I think pretty good football. Uh, they're a dangerous team. You know, they beat Arizona on the road by three, 34-31. Then they 
uh, beat the Chargers in a good game, 29-21. You lose to Denver uh, out there, which is embarrassing because Denver sucks. And then uh, you beat the Jets, blew them out 20-3. Then you were down to Cincinnati, but you win the game 19-7. And now you have the vaunted Chiefs, who many believe, without a doubt, are the best team in the NFL, hands down, because of Patrick Mahomes. And you're getting seven and a hook in Hard Rock. Do you like their chances in this game Sunday? It's going to be a tough one. I'm I'm putting it in the, the loss column. I just think, you know, Mahomes is just too much. The guy's unbelievable. You know, Tyreek Hill and just the speed to have on that offense. And, they, you know, cover. but look, Miami, look, you got to look at Miami. Miami's only in the second year of their rebuild. I mean, remember the first, like, you know, they start off 0-7 last year. They were getting blown out like 58 nothing. And, you know, within a, a year and a half, basically, they're in. And they're 8-4. They're and, and they're, you know, in the wild card right now if the season ended. So I'm really happy where they are. They'll probably lose this one. I'm hoping they win 10 games. They got New England. They got uh, the Bills and the Raiders left. Those four tough games. They go 2-2. Two and two, They'll 10-6. and six will make get them in the playoffs. Just get in the playoffs. Maybe win a game, even if you don't win a game, as long as you get in the playoffs. And I'll take that as a great season. So uh, when I think the guy you have to worry about, obviously you talk about Hill, but it's Kelsey that kills people. You know, the guy has uh, 100-yard games, it seems like, every single week. He's had uh, multiple 1,000-yard seasons, touchdowns out the ying. The guy is just an absolute killer. Uh, and then it just seems like he runs free and wild in these games, and they throw to him, and he's wide open. It's unbelievable. I remember when they won the game against the Raiders in the last second. Remember the end zone? They threw it to him, and he was standing there. There wasn't anybody within 50 feet of him. It was social distancing touchdown. Do you think that he's your problem on Sunday as much as Hill or Mahomes? If you don't, uh, like, maul Kelsey, you're dead. Miami has had trouble – covering tight ends for 35 years. I think the, the 73 uh, Super Bowl when they beat the Minnesota 24-7 was the last time they could cover a tight end. They're deep. No matter who's there, who's the coach, they can never cover a tight end. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's going to be a problem. You know, maybe if they put uh, Howard on them or, or uh, Jones on them, you know, one of their good good cornerbacks, put him on Kelsey the whole game, possibly maybe cover him. But if they got such a slow linebacker covering him, forget it. They're finished. So uh, speaking of Howard, real quick before I forget, because I have early for Alzheimer's, Mary Ann had called Howard and told him that I was coming back there. And he was like, uh, we love Pharrell. I haven't heard from Pharrell in like eight years. Uh, is he still in the business? <laughs> that's what he said. To, that's what he said to Mary Ann. Really? He's, he's still in the business. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been doing it ever since. So uh, I'm happy that he got a new deal. Uh, do you think he'll do uh, the show uh, now that he doesn't have to go to work because he was kind of a germaphobe? Do you think he'll do it from home now until he's like 100? What do you think? you think he could top 100? No, I think when, when Sirius opens back up and this thing goes away and you're going to be allowed back in the building, that, you know, that I'm sure that's in the contract that he has to go back to do it. Oh, you know, because he got an apartment right around the corner. Yeah, he's been out in the Hamptons doing his show out there. But, no, I think that he's going to – I think he's going to have to go back into the studio at some point by the summer, maybe right now. I don't think it's going to open until at least April. Right. You know, serious. And it might even be further, but I think when, when everything calms down and everything's okay, he's going to, he'll go back. Do you, uh, will you take the vaccine or do you prefer heroin? Like in, you know, in terms of shots, 
<laughs> I'll take, look, I'm not so, you know, pro vaccine, but I'll take it. If I can get back on the road and what, you know, have the antibodies, my manager that lives out in California did the study, did the Pfizer study. He was what, and he did it. And he said, the first shot he got was fine. 28 days later, he got another one. He felt like crap for six hours, like fatigued and achy, like he had the flu. And then within six right. hours, he felt fine. Now he's got the antibodies. And and then, so now, so, like, so what? So now he, like, he has no worries at all and he's good to go? He's good to go. He's got the antibodies. So you're not going to get it again, you know? So, and, you know, my sister got coronavirus early around mid-March when the whole shutdown went down. She still right. has the antibodies. And that's eight eight months later. Sometimes they last four months. Some who knows? They're not sure exactly how long they last. But as long, how long they last, you're good. Wow. So, well, so what did you I'll, think? I'll here? take it if I can get back on the road and travel. There's a lot of states that are open doing comedy and stuff. So I'll do it. Whatever I got to do. Right. I put more right, things well, in my body. I I know you have. I hope that uh, you get back out on the road. You're awesome uh, doing stand up. One of my favorites all the time. Uh, what did you think when your head coach? I got about 90 seconds. What did you think when your head coach was ready to throw fists and hands uh, in the game against the Bengals? Uh, it was beautiful. I'd love to see that as a coach. That's the kind of coach I want. That's going to go on the go on the field and want to go fight somebody. That was beautiful. I was used to you know Joe Philbin was before Adam Gase. You know, and and the Stephen Ross, the owner, hired him. He said because he's he's very organized. Oh, that's why you hired him. So my aunt is organized too. How come you didn't hire her? <laughs> so do you think your baseball team will ever be good again, the San Francisco Giants, or are they just going to continue to suck? They're going to suck. They're going to continue to suck. They play that friggin' nerd baseball. You know, get this guy on base and this and that. The Gabe Kapler is the worst manager in baseball. He takes a pitcher, pitchers pitcher a perfect game in the fifth inning of 40 pitches, and he takes them out. And he throws nine <laughs> pitchers in a game. He stinks. Does it kill you that uh, the Dodgers won it as a as a Giant fan? It didn't even like this. It just it didn't even feel like a season. Like it was real. So like whatever. I was rooting against them. <laughs> What am I going to do? They were going to win it at some point. Do yeah, the Giants are not going to be good for the next ten years. But they won three I, I, World Series, so I'll take it. Yeah, you got a lot of rings. So uh, Dingbats, December nineteenth. That'll be better than the college football uh, big championship games that day. All day long on the nineteenth, there's championship games and conferences. But by then, everybody will have COVID. It won't matter. So go see uh jim florentine and don jameson at dingbats in new jersey jim good catching up brother my man i love you thank you i appreciate it man all right there he is jim florentine on the bench Pharrell on a bench with you. Uh, just an update on this uh, football game. I just saw uh, the, oh, it's the Cowboys that have the ball at the one-yard line. I thought I saw uh, the Ravens in the end zone like they had scored. What did they uh, pick off the ball, but it was ruled that he didn't catch it or something like that, Mafia? Did you happen to see that play? So I, yeah, I think there was they, off the interception, but it was ruled that he didn't get it, so the Cowboys keep possession and still have it uh, first and goal. So see what I mean? This game is so crazy. It's 27 to 10 Ravens, right? And you're laying nine, uh, whatever it is today, 
Uh, Elliott is uh, stopped at the one on second and goal, so they still haven't got in. If they get in, uh, you know, this game just keeps getting closer. They'd be down 10, getting nine, and there's still five minutes left. If they get uh, we'll in, keep our eyes Doug on Peterson it. And screw the betters by going for two and cover on the back door. Oh, God, a humanity. Don't even don't even say that to me. I got enough problems. Uh, Rick Harrow's our sports business and legal insider from Harvard, the professor, a legend on the bench. He's with us tonight, per usual, on a Tuesday night. How you doing, Rick? Good. I've been watching this game. It's, uh, it's not boring, but, you know, the Cowboys have so far to go, boy. I'll tell you, no defense. What do you think of uh, Lamar Jackson tonight in terms of uh, we already know he can run the ball. He's thrown the ball a little bit better. I saw him throw a touchdown pass to Brown. Well, he also has the quickest feet of any human being I've ever seen, and so that, that's part of that. And then uh, his accuracy is he, he missed a wide-open, I guess it was Boykin in the end zone uh, last series. But he's, he's doing okay. He's, uh, you know, he's look, he was on the COVID list last week, so – you got to catch. You got to give some of these guys a break. Uh, so he's he's playing well enough to beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but he's he's thrown a couple TDs, uh, but he's got 107 yards on 12 of 17. So it, he's throwing it around six yards a pop, and it's just so it's just so soft. Uh, his his game passing the ball. The Ravens, to me, they have no passing game like the Steelers have no running game. I mean, if Connor's not playing with COVID, uh, they have no running game. I think when he plays and he's healthy, they can run the ball, the Steelers. Uh, by the way, Cooper scored a TD from Dalton in the back of the end zone, and now it's a 10-point game, 27-17 uh, to 17 with four minutes left. So uh, it's getting closer. Do you think uh, that I'm crazy when I say that uh, they're soft? Uh, they just can't throw the ball. So how are they going to go anywhere in the playoffs if they even make it? Yeah, I know, but uh, you know the the only team on the on the AFC side that that is uh, semi complete uh, are the Chiefs. They didn't look great uh, this weekend, but they they look they look better than everybody else. And then who knows what what's going to happen? I, I'm you know my my heart is starting to get. I'm a little nervous, man. I'm telling you, like the '80s with Marino, my heart's starting to get dolphin dolphin like. Although they don't have enough skill position players, but you never know. That Flores is a is a first class coach. They all, although you know they're eight they're uh, they're eight and four, and they've got four really tough games coming up. So we'll have to see. So I just had Jim Florentine on the comedian. I think you've met him before at Sirius when we used to do Howard. Yep. Uh, he oh, does yeah. he does shows on uh, Boneyard and on uh, Barstool. He's a very funny stand up comedian. He's a gigantic Dolphin fan, like you are, and uh, he thinks they'll uh, probably lose to the Dolphins. All he wants is to get two more wins and to get ten and to get into the playoffs. And he said. I don't even care if they, uh, you know, if they win a game, that would be great. If they don't win a game in the playoffs, I'll be happy with making the playoffs. And the progression of the Dolphins under Flores is what he's excited about. Well, so am I, and so are you. But uh, it, when you get into the playoffs, you always think that you have a chance of going somewhere. There, there are a couple of years there where they didn't deserve to be in, and I think. Uh, they played in 2008, and they won the division. They played Baltimore. Baltimore killed them, uh, and you expected them to lose, even though it was at home. But uh, when, when, they're, when you're in the playoffs and you lose, I don't care what anybody says. You're, you're not very excited about that. And look, 
who's better than them right now as far as the stretch? You don't know how, how, how the distance between them and Buffalo and Kansas City are. I guess we're going to find out. But right now, they're, they're, their defense is playing as well as anybody. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they're just probably one step below the, uh, the Bills, in my opinion. And I think the Chiefs are four steps ahead of them. And I think the Steelers yeah, are a step behind. And it'll be interesting because I was just thinking about if Tua plays um, as well as you hope he does, it's going to be the Bills and the Dolphins contending up top for a long time, which is good to see. Uh, we haven't seen that in 20 years. Yeah, there's no doubt. Now, what do you think of uh, the Miami Canes? Uh, they have a huge game with uh, North Carolina. Now, I know your daughters, uh, some of them went to Duke. and Did they both go to Duke or one went to North Carolina, didn't she? Yeah, and the other Duke, you know, I love them, but but to, to hell with them this week. Uh, That's I, right. I'm a, I'm a Cane fan, always will be a Cane fan. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, uh, I assume if they beat North Carolina – then they're, or they're Orange Bowl bound, I guess, is the way people are thinking about it. Listen, do you uh, it, it, do they give you grief uh, that you're because they know you're a Canes fan with me? Uh, do do they give you grief when North Carolina or Duke plays Miami? Because Miami just spanked Duke's ass, forty-five nothing, forty-eight nothing, whatever it was. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. But remember, last year Duke beat Miami, so that was not beautiful. No, I tell them that, you know, I, I don't have an independent thought when it comes to the uh, the Canes, and you make me root for them versus Duke or North Carolina. They buy it. So, uh, Tech Top 5 this week, SoFi Stadium's most prized amenity is invisible. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is that they've got a whole lot of stuff that people are going to love, but there are no fans to see it. For example, they've got a translucent roof canopy, a beach house. Can't wait to see this one next year. You and I got to go. 75,000 square foot executive club. Far, four, four bars. Uh, one for wine, one for whiskey, one for tequila, and one for champagne. How about that? And so wow. um, they say it's a uh, you know, 2.5 uh, gigabit uh, per second data transmission as far as the top tech uh, facility, 5G. And the bottom line of this facility is it is an incredible building that five billion people, uh, five billion dollars uh, cost to uh, to build it, and nobody gets to see it. At least this so. Year. What does it mean, like in terms of the technology, that all these stadiums, like that one and Mercedes and uh, even City Field, Lambo, have all uh, got five G in them now? Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're testing it uh, as far as the 5G product, which is supposed to be uh, the best uh, reception in the history of the world. Verizon is sure banking on it. And what they did is to uh, put it in stadiums first before they did it in other places, and then people would get excited about it. So City Field, Superdome, Lambeau, uh, and, and uh, now SoFi are all kind of experimental homes for the 5G uh, a reception, and it's supposed to be, uh, you know, that much quicker, that much better. I guess we'll just have to see. So uh, how about this story you're running about uh, teams and leagues and sports using, uh, you know, music uh, that, you know, basically illegally because of 
uh, licensing and ASCAP fees and things like this. Same thing in radio. You can't play the songs unless you paid the piper. Uh, are teams stealing music or something? Well, but teams have been doing it all the time. But now I guess everybody, because of COVID, is trying to squeeze every nickel out of everybody. And, of course, we love lawyers because the law firms are the ones that were writing a memo. So Major League Baseball, in their meetings last week, started a discussion about the use of music on the digital platforms, the walk-up music, uh, the other stuff that they use, the digital, and it said that you've got to make sure that it's with permission because we're not going to pay for it and we're going to hold you responsible. And the same thing with the NHL, digital and social strategists, the PR staff, they're all trying to track down unlicensed and unauthorized music. So the industry's cracking uh, down as their tracking capabilities improve. So the more you can search it, uh, the harder it's going to be to get away with it. Uh, Amazon, once again, the exclusive source of live NFL game content. So uh, that's in concert with Twitch, right? Yeah. Now, the Cardinals and the Niners on the Saturday, December 26th, apparently will have a game where it will not air on national TV. If you can't get it on Amazon Prime or Twitch, you're out of luck. This is one of those examples where you're going to force people into trying to get um, games on their own devices. It only happens once a year, but this is another way where the NFL is going to try to cultivate new bidders. So don't be surprised in the bidding cycle if Amazon, Twitch, even Hulu, some of the newer companies are bidding for rights like NBC, CBS, ESPN, etc. And why is that important? Because the rights fees are going to go up and more money for everybody. Are TV advertisers cutting back big time? Yeah, they are. And so they cut back because of the pandemic, clearly. Now, advertising dropped about 16% this year, about $155 billion. Why the pandemic? Obviously, it would have been worse. But remember, this is an election year. So you had to pay for all those garbage ads for both sides. Next year, uh, you'll have a pandemic for half the year and no political ads at all. So it'll come back. It's just going to come back slowly. And so the 2021 year will be better, but not back to normal. How about Good Sports 5? How about the My Cause, My Cleats? They've been doing that uh, since Sunday. All these uh, guys are wearing specialized cleats. Isn't that cool? Uh, 20% chose social justice messaging, 17% youth, 14% health and wellness, 13% cancer awareness, uh, 25% animal cruelty, anti-bullying, domestic violence, gun safety, really good stuff. And of course, as they said, each of these tell an individual in a different story, and those stories are very interesting to people. So, uh, touchdown Ravens now 33-17, Dobbins scored, and now Tucker the extra point with about 2.08 left, that should ice it for at least the the Ravens winning and covering the nine. ESPN's V-Week for cancer research, of course, uh, everybody knows what that's all about, Uh, and they've raised over $127 It has been a great thing that they started uh, going all the way back to Valvano's passing. 93. So they've raised money since, yeah, uh, you know, for, for over 20 years. Uh, and and uh, 
Uh, it's been an incredible event, more and more money every single year. They've been doing it uh, not just uh, in December, but all year round, and uh, keep going. Under the Grapefruit Tree, the C.C. Sabathia story coming out on HBO December 22nd. I got about uh, 45 seconds. That's going to be pretty cool, the story about his last season. Yeah, and he looks back at his legacy, um, the challenges that shaped him, uh, the battle with addiction that came to a head in 2015 with the Yankees, and he struggled for a long time with alcohol addiction, addiction and anxiety. He's a very candid guy. He's a very thoughtful guy. He's a really intelligent guy. I can't wait to see it December 22nd. All right, Rick, great stuff. Enjoy the uh, Dolphins-Chiefs game and the Heels-Canes game. Uh, hopefully they'll get that game in on Saturday without any COVID problems. Uh, we'll see you again next week on uh, Coast to Coast and on Pharrell on a Bench. All right, man. See you. All right, there he is, Rick Harrow on a Bench. All right, the Ravens are up 34-17 on the Cowboys. Just got done with a two-minute warning, and Dalton is trying to move the Cowboys up the field. I mean, they're down. This game's over. They're up 17, and I'm going to hit both ends of this thing. Ravens and minus the eight and a half, nine probably today if you were laying the points. Mafia, I hit the Bills to win, Bills with the points. And then I hit the Washington spread against the Steelers. The only game I got wrong was I thought Pittsburgh would win the game. But I'm going to end up going five of the last six bets here to end the week. And I thought, you know, I laid it. I told you today on Coast to Coast, I laid it with the Ravens. But I think it was a dangerous lay at nine. Dallas had every chance to cover that spread in this game. And they just didn't get it done. And then Baltimore just kept running it down their throats. It seemed like it was definitely the running game that was the difference, especially that last drive. They just kept pounding it down their throat, and then Dobbins goes in and scores, and it's game over. So looks like the Ravens will win and cover here tonight, and I'll end the week with a, a huge, strong week of bets in the NFL. It'll be a huge week overall. I think at 20 and 10 is what you did in the NFL this week, so that's an awesome week. You know, two-thirds of the bets, 67%. Can't beat that. Yeah, I can live with that. I'm really stoked, and I hit 65% of the college football bets on Saturday. I went crazy again, and by the way, I've already given you, right? I gave you all the, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls for this week, which is all the oh, yeah. uh, college and, and pro plays. They went up last night, so they're already up on PharrellOnTheBench.com. And uh, when you watch this team, uh, I just can't believe uh, they're, they're going to be 3-9, and nine, the Dallas Cowboys. Can you believe how bad they are? It's really amazing with how much you hoped from them, you know, how you know, dangerous they were supposed to be with this incredible offense. They're just going to blow everybody out of the water. And even with Dak, they struggled. You know, when they were putting up points with the defense, once again, that they didn't address, didn't fix. When the few you know moves they did made blew up in their face, and the defense let them down. Again, they should have learned from last year, and they didn't. All right, so I was looking at uh, a lot of these college games. Uh, we'll get into uh, that uh, when we come back. There's been so many, and I'll hit all the scores that matter, and we'll wrap this Raven-Cowboy game up. If you have Baltimore, you're going to win your money. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.